With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. Second out of the program, Julian King on the chair on SEN Summer Mornings. Great to have your company this morning, wherever you're tuned in on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast, and via the SEN app. We'll talk tennis with Brett Phillips shortly on the program. And keep your texts coming in as well for your weapon of choice today, the tennis racket or cricket bat. Kramer from Brisbane. Morning to you, Kramer. I had an SS Jumbo. The big lump on the back. Geez, it was heavy as a kid. They were all heavy, though, weren't they? And uh, M.A. Taylor used the SS Jumbo for a big portion of his career. Just recapping the news, Alex Demonor has drawn a tough opening round match at the Australian Open. The Demon will face former Wimbledon finalist and former world number three, Milos Raonic. Jake Weatherald has returned to the strikers in superb fashion after he hit a match-winning 80 not out of 32 deliveries. The strikers won by eight wickets and 25 balls remaining in chasing down the Hurricanes, total of 167. And we'll catch up with Laurie Horish in the next hour of the program. New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick has announced that he is stepping down after 24 seasons at the helm. He led the Pats to a record equaling six Super Bowls as is now third on all-time wins for a coach in NFL history. one 300 that is the open line number. Just before we get to Brett Phillips, you would have heard in the first hour of the program the rain, the heavens just opened up, started pummeling the roof. We're in broadcasting at the moment. Thankfully, I brought the washing in. Now, Charles, who's on the tools today, as well as in the producer's booth, because I think Paul Maestro might have come down with a bat of COVID. And it is going around, so just be careful out there too, by the way. Charles, let me ask you this. Are you pretty domesticated? Yes, yes, I am. Okay. I, w- I would like to think so. My girlfriend may think otherwise, but yes. So when, when you hang out your clothes on the line, do you peg your socks? Are you a sock pegger, or do you just kind of dangle it op- over and hope that there's no breeze that blows it off? I, I am a sock pegger. I, You're a I, sock pegger? I am a sock pegger, yes. You see, I'm not. I just find it exceedingly time-consuming. Exceedingly time-consuming. So then you peg it. Do you just fold it in half over the line and peg, or do you just get the inner rim of the top part of the sock and peg that to the line and just let it hang down like a like a Christmas stocking? So, yeah, so what I do, I, I put either the two pairs of, or the, the pair of socks. I put mm. one over either side, and I grab one clip and put them sort of in the inner sole so, so yeah, a bit like a Christmas stocking. So they're hanging over each side. Okay. But if you don't peg, that's... if you don't peg them, they they just fly away. Surely. Well, I, I sort of hang them inside and, and the bigger stuff outside. Mm. That that that's me. That's that's good. But it's I don't know. Is, is it worth the effort? Is the question. Okay, so let's move from pegs to shirts. Do you hang your shirts, peg each bottom corner, and let it hang down, or do you, as some do, put your shirt in a hanger? Uh no. Uh, no, absolutely not. No, just the, you get a little, the, just little the one peg mark on the shoulder. Then, don't you? No, just, what, just one peg on the shirt. One peg just in the middle. It will hold it all together. Yeah. So hang on, the the sock and the shirt get the same peg treatment for you. Yes, that's interesting. 
Yep. Okay. I would have. Th- I would have thought a shirt would have warranted two pegs. Uh, no, because if you peg not, it in the really. middle, a bit of breeze in the corners flap over, and you don't get efficient drying time, do you? Well, because well, I'm at work pretty much all day anyway. By the time I get mm. home, everything's sort of dried. Anyway, it doesn't matter about efficiency. Efficiency is not. Well, in I think my efficiency wheelhouse. does matter. I think it does matter. Mm. Hey, your weapon of choice, Charles. Cricket bat, go. Yeah, uh, the Duncan Fernley Supreme. My dad's old cricket bat that he uh, that he played with, and he scored quite a few tons playing for for Knox Grammar here in Sydney. Mm. Um, he handed it down to me. We had it refurbished and um, Knox and Grammar, yeah. eh? Knox no. Grammar. Oh, Matty Nicholson territory. Mm. It's proud Knox Grammarian, Matt Nicholson. And if I was to get a tattoo as well, it would be of that cricket bat just on my arm of the Duncan Fernley Supreme. Oh, speaking of which, did you see Adam Zampa's tattoo? I did, of yes. Some kind of strange bald-headed dude holding aloft the, the T20 um, crowd uh, trophy and the, uh, the the World Cup. The bald-headed dude is Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm and, oh, I did and not Seinfeld up. fame as well. Fascinating. Yeah. He's a different cat, isn't he, Adam Yeah, Zampa. he's made from a different so, cloth. So the Duncan Fernley Supreme. So yep. you like your Duncan Fernley bats and your pizzas the same. Supreme. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Chuck. You're You've established that you're um, very efficient when it comes out to hanging your socks and your peg each one, but you can only couldn't be asked putting more than one peg on a shirt. Fascinating. Domesticated Chuck, does that mean you don't poop on the rug anymore? I think that's exactly what it means, Pearl. That is exactly what you mean. Did you ever grow up in Australia... In the 80s, this part, if you never grabbed an old bat and cut the shoulders off an year eight woodwork. No, I didn't do that. I have made mini bats, though, in woodwork. So basically what we did, Spartan Woodwork, we made two things. I remember the pencil case that had the slide-out lid. Probably would have made that. And the other one we did in, we call it technics at school. The woodwork class was, you get a block of wood and you sort of solder in, like you burn through, what, nine holes and make a game of noughts and crosses. They call it tic-tac-toe, but Norse crosses. And then you get the spare bit of wood and you try and fashion out a cricket bat, like a mini cricket bat. And then you'd play like corridor cricket on your knees and you know, scrunch that bit of paper and just peg it. But you definitely shave the shoulders off that one. 0457 736 736. The Australian Open draw has been released. Some fascinating matchups. And a man who was watching it closely is Brett Phillips. is on the line right now. Morning, BP. Morning, uh, Jules. How you doing? Going very well. We're talking about weapons of, of choice today. Have you spotted any Emmerich rackets around lately? I know Wally used to, Wally Masu, I think, used to use one back in the day, but I don't know of anyone that uses an Emmerich racket anymore. Gee, no, no, I, I haven't seen it at all, uh, Jules. But I've jotted it down. I'm on the hunt. Uh, please do. And, and and Rob suggested that because I was I remember at the old tennis camps I used to attend, uh, they were sponsored by Pro Kinics. Again, I only ever saw Australian players use them, but he suggested that Pro Kinics is is now the Babolat racket perhaps they took them over which i think rafa uses but but i love this sort of chat and for me i was a wilson pro staff guy back in the day because i idolized stefan edberg brett phillips those were the days the perimeter waiting system the black with the red and the yellow stripes gorgeous you're like me you love going down memory lane Joel. Oh. i love that love having a chat to you because you bring up names that just i close my eyes and i just think of you know stefan edberg just that gray set on court and hmm. serve volley and oh it's just beautiful to watch it was. You can get to seven slams without a modicum of a forehand too, Stefan. Okay, tough first round encounter, isn't it, for, for Alex Demonor? He takes on the former Wimbledon finalist in Milos Raonic. Yeah, he's about to have a hit, Milos, at Kuyong. Uh, so he was added in late to the schedule. Uh, going to play Dominic Team in, uh, what, just under an hour. So going to take a look at that just to see... Um, 
sort of what Nicky's in. He's using his protected ranking. I mean, for those that follow tennis, you know, know his credentials. Wimbledon finalist, former world number three, won a stack of titles. He was on a real purple patch before his body uh, pretty much broke down uh, for the best part of three or four years. He's had no continuity in his tennis and, and struggled to get back to that level, but uh, still has a desire to play. And, you know, courtesy of those injuries, can use a protected ranking, which has got him into the main draw. So, yeah, I'm not sure what sort of nick he's going to be in. I mean, when I first sort of saw the balls drop, I thought, oh, geez, I would have liked maybe a, an easy one because when you think of Milos at his best, you know, big serve, big forehand, a lot of presence in the court. But, you know, these are the sort of players that Demon or Revels put in playing too. Uh, the, the bigger guys who, you know, can outmuscle him, he just backs in his anticipation, you know, he's returning, uh, his quick feet to get around and make the grand battle uh, just you know, one hell of a fight. So, you know, sometimes guys like that can just serve the lights out and it's just too good. Um, but, you know, getting as many returns into play is key uh, to get those breaks to serve. And, yeah, we'll see um, We'll see how he pans out. That's one hurdle, but we, we couldn't help sort of start to look ahead, Jules, yesterday. And, you know, probably Matteo Arnaldi in the second round, really good Italian who's jumped about 90 spots in the last 12 months who, you know, beat Popper at the Davis Cup, which really set up Italy to win. No, he's a competitor. Nicholas Jerry, possibly in the third round, who went out in Adelaide yesterday. And Demon will beat Jerry at the US Open in about the third round of uh, last year. Another guy who serves big. I mean, he's top 20, Jerry. He's a big guy. Uh, obviously, you know, had a lot of clay court success. Uh, Rublev, possible fourth round. We know he's the fifth seed, Andre. Uh, what is it, eight quarterfinals? Nine, I think he's made now. Mm. He can't get past that stage. You know, Yannick Sinner, maybe a quarter. Djokovic in the same half of the draw. Semi Alcaraz final. That's you know, dreaming big that <laughs> Alex could have a really uh, deep <laughs> run. But there's no easy assignments in there, and you wouldn't expect anything less with the depth in the men's game right now. Yeah, just having a look at some of the other matchups for the Australian men. You know, it's it's interesting. People go, oh, I don't like it when two Aussies play each other because it means one's got to lose. But on the flip side, there BP it means one will certainly advance to the second round. We've got Popper and Pullman's and Thompson and Vukic. Yeah, so the winner of Popper and uh, Popper and Polmans, uh, more than likely, uh, well, let's say 99.9% are going to play Djokovic because he has got a qualifier slated in next to him, which will be confirmed uh, later on uh, today. Could be another Aussie, who knows? Uh, but Alexi certainly will be uh, the favourite there, and then that's a tough assignment to run into the King of Melbourne mm. Park. Yeah, Vukic and Thompson, uh, both a little battle-weary, I've got to say, uh, Jules. Uh, Tomo not pulling up so well with that little court issue in Adelaide. Vukic is flying back from New Zealand where he went out first round uh, just with a little injury concern. So that'll be uh, fascinating to um, watch those two go about it. I'm sure they've probably been into Craig Tiley's office and said, hey, leave us till Tuesday. You know, first round spread across uh, three days. And uh, the other matchups that jump off the page, I mean, Kokonakis, you know, we just hope he can win a couple of rounds and really get himself into the tournament, get that crowd behind him. Sebastian Offner, they're extremely winnable. And, uh, you know, Ricky Hidjikata's got Jan Leonard Struff, who on his day is uh, mm. is dangerous. Uh, you know, the guy can certainly uh, play lights out tennis the way he strikes the ball, but, you know, Ricky's certainly not without a chance. And, you know, Max Purcell awaiting a qualifier. Um, and young James McCabe, a lot of people wouldn't know too much about. He's from your neck of the woods, wild card. Big lump of a lad. He's about 270 in the world, but he's coming. Uh, takes on Alex Mickelson, who's following in the footsteps of Ben Shelton, the American, who went from, what, 500-odd to 100 to 20 very quickly. This guy's sort of following the same path 
having played a lot of college tennis over in the US. So, yeah, mixed bag for the Aussies, certainly on the men's side. Just having a look at the women's side, gee, some tough ones too. Gadecki gets Sloane Stevens. Where's Sloane yep. Stevens at the moment in terms of her game? Just quickly, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> she's Abundantly talented, as you know. you know. Yeah, she's been through a lot of different coaches. I mean, she's a beautiful timer of the ball. It's sort of that effortless power. She's never, you know, absolutely going uh, full tilt. I mean, some just look like they're doing it easier, and Sloane is uh, one of those. And I've always thought across the journey, the bigger the tournament, the better she performs. I mean, she won a US Open final of the French. You know, she won Miami going back a few years ago and she just struggled with the sort of week-to-week tour, you know, events at that 250 level. So the ranking has dipped down to about 60-odd. But, you know, we know she's certainly dangerous in the draw, but she can have those concentration uh, lapses during matches. So, yeah, Gadecki, um, it's a big opportunity, certainly, uh, to maybe get uh, a scalp. Uh, Svitolina uh, is Taylor Preston's opponent. We know Taylor's up and coming. She's our best pro- prospect from the young female's point of view. But Svitolina's made an outstanding return as a mum in the last uh, 12 months, you know, getting back inside the top 20. How about this one, Jules? Now, Elena Ostapenko uh, mm. plays our very own Kimberly Beryl. Isla Tomjanovic plays Petra Matic. Now, if Tomjanovic and Ostapenko get through to the second round, do you remember their Wimbledon dust-up back in uh, 2021? Yes. It was on court yeah. 18. And Yelena went off That's for what right. seemed like a half-an-hour toilet break and apparently, wow. allegedly, got a bit of physio. And that really got up the goat of Isla. And when they came to shake hands at the end, uh, the microphones picked it up beautifully. <laughs> it was on. It was on yes. for young and old. So yes. I want Kim Beryl to have a good tournament. Yeah. But I sort of want a bit of Ostapenko, Tom Yenovich. Uh, there's the broadcaster in you. You're looking at the fireworks. You're casting your mind forward to the to the fireworks. Just quickly, I know you've got uh, plenty on today, BP. Uh, the 2024 projected quarterfinals by seeding would match up as follow: Djokovic or Djokovic sits past Sinner, Rublev, Medvedev, Runa, and Alcaraz, Verev. That that's pretty decent. But let's hoping we can see one demon or in there as well. Uh, no doubt. Uh, a little concern around Tsitsipas. Uh, he was part of Novak and Friends uh, last night on Rod Laver Arena, and the back is a bit of an issue. It was at the United Cup, and he was a little ginger last night. I think he was, obviously, you know, he was paid to be there, and he was they only had to play one set, so he got through it. But that's it, a little watch at the moment with Tsitsipas, having made the final last year just with that back in the uh, early part of the year. Mm. And just, sorry, uh, BP, just one more thing on the women's very quick. Some really big names, too, early matchups. So we've got Osaka meeting Carolyn Garcia, the 16th seed. Shuantek faces the 2020 winner, Sophia Kennan. And then you've got mm. Lena Rabakata to do battle with Karolina Pliskova. And then further to that, the 2018 champion, Wozniacki, has drawn last year's semi-finalist, uh, Magda Lynette. Yeah, there's some mouth-watering matchups on both sides. And you look at Danielle Collins, who made the final against Barty playing, yeah, Angie Kerber. And yeah, Rebecca's is an interesting one. I, I fancy her for the title, no doubt. She went, went out in Adelaide last night, but that's not a disaster. One Brisbane, you know, she's had uh, a tough back end of last year, but, you know, beautiful player to watch. And Pliskova, on her day, if she gets going, uh, the check uh, with her credentials of the past, uh, that is not... An ideal first round, I would have thought. But, yeah, there's good matchups uh, everywhere, right across uh, the draw. So we're set for a bumper Sunday. The schedule will come out for day one a little bit later on today. And, of course, seven Australians still in qualifying, about to... Well, we've just taken to court a couple of them early. Um, so fingers crossed we can get a few more through. Always good to get your thoughts. Thank you, BP. Enjoy the tennis. We'll speak soon. 
Thank you, Jules. What's up? There he is, Brett Phillips from the first serve and from the nine networks. Some mouthwatering clashes, but yes, Tom Lanovich, Ostapenko. That'd be pretty juicy for round two, wouldn't it? 0457 736 736. And he's on the hunt now too, Brett Phillips. So I've given him an assignment, not that he's not busy enough, to try and find a current player that uses an Emmerich racket. I can't think of anyone that currently uses an Emmerich racket. You know what we should do? I'll get Charles on this because he's not doing much. To just go to the Emmerich website and see if there's a picture of a pro on there. That might be a good starting point. Western Sydney Eagle, my dad went down to Grace Brothers. Oh, Grace Brothers. To get me a Duncan Fernley bat, came home with a massive home high five. My mum nearly divorced him. <laughs> I did eventually get my dream Duncan Fernley bat, though. <laughs> it's like the magic beans right there. What are you coming home with magic beans for? Came home with a high five. Wow. But she got it. Did you score any runs with it, though, Western Eagle? That's the other thing. You talk about your favourite bat as a kid, but I want to hear why it was your favourite bat. Did you get 50s or 100s? Tell me about that. Don't just say, I love this bat. Tell me how it served you well. 0457 736 736. Breaking back with more. You're on Summer Mornings.